So 2020, we're going to eat your ass, okay? TWU is going to eat your ass. your boy DJ Omowski. I'm holding it down for the warm-up podcast team here today. I'm all by my lonesome. I feel like I got picked last for dodgeball. I feel like I'm eating alone at lunch. I feel like I not even eat alone at lunch. I feel like I took my lunch and ate it in the bathroom from like mean girls. Um, but I miss the boys. Boys, if you're out there, no, I miss you so much. And I know we'll, we'll be together soon. Oh my God, dude. There's so much stuff I wanted to get off my chest. One, I want to know how people have the will to work out and they have a nine-to-five job. Like, I, I, I physically cannot do it. There's a couple people who wake up before work, before 9 o'clock. Like, I think Waleed wakes up at 5.30. I go to bed at, like, 3 o'clock. I know that's not normal either. I have a slight insomnia. If that's a thing, just know I have it. But... I can't do it. I wake up around, I, I wake up at whatever my commute is and six minutes. I give myself six minutes to wake up. There are people out there who wake up, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying this not out of spite or anger. It's out of envy. I envy these people. I know people who wake up and they turn on the TV, they're watching the news, they're reading the newspaper, making themselves a coffee, having some cereal. The one guy I work with right now, he makes himself steak and eggs. How does that steak and eggs? You can't even like go and do something. If you're like if you're like heating up coffee or heating up water, like a teapot will whistle or the coffee will just be done and then you can pour it. You're making steak in the morning. You need to man that pan the entire time. You can't like walk around and like go shower, go brush your teeth while steak's cooking. You need to be fully committed to making a steak. My man wakes up five days a week and makes himself a steak before work and a couple things with that one that's dedication but two like that must be such a mood changer like you you treated yourself in the morning you don't hate your commute because you just had steak and eggs how how mad can you be when you treated yourself to steak and eggs before work that is one thing so I guess there that's the balance if you're willing to trade sleep for steak or a good breakfast I could see that argument. I honestly could. For me, I will take literally 3.5 minutes more sleep and hold my piss so I can, I'll can. i just take the commute and then pee at work. That's how much of a lack of a timeline I'm working with. But then after work, people work out. Honestly, I was signed up for three gyms at one time. I did Orange Theory because Orange Theory came to my work. They had like a tent I didn't even, they wasn't even like a work fair. I don't even know why they came. They were like a new sponsor at my job. They came and I can never say no to people. That is like, it's a good thing and a bad thing. Good thing, like if there's something fun, I'm not going to like puss out because I'm not going to make excuses for myself. So I'm going to end up doing that thing, which is like so spontaneous of me. Um, but then like I will have three conflicts and I'll be like, I can figure out a way. And then I'll let like two other people down. 
That's not good. But anyway, so Orange Theory, they came to my work, and they came up to me like, yo, bro, you look like uh, you were, uh, I guess he like saw the cauliflower on my ear, or cauliflower ear. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's like when a wrestler, it's, it develops over time. Essentially, your ear just, it not erodes, but you have, during wrestling, your ear gets punched, smacked, headbutted so many times that it hits a threshold of popping like popcorn. It literally does. It's like a minute 12 in the microwave of popcorn when it's really starting to go. That's what happens to your ear. It goes from just a normal ear to popcorn ear in literally just that one more contact. It's like putting rubber bands around a watermelon. Like that one rubber band out of the 374 you put on there just bursts the watermelon. That's what happens to your ear cartilage. It pops up. What happens is in the place I used to go to after like a wrestling match and I had cauliflower ear, they're like, oh, look, you got watermelon ear. It blew up. It looks like uh, 12 pounds of popcorn on your ear. What they would do, essentially, they would take your ear, drain it. They would drain all the fluid because it's all just fluid. Am I grossing you out yet? You drain the fluid. Then, so it didn't puff back up, a surgeon would take two buttons. I'm talking about buttons that are on a coat, on a button-up shirt. I'm not even exaggerating. They would take two buttons, one in the front of your ear and one in the back, like a clamp. They would sew the buttons into your ear for three weeks to keep it so it wouldn't pop back up. Yeah, I don't even know how far deep I just went into this story to tell you that some guy had told me I had a fucked up ear, but I just told you a, the surgery of cauliflower ear. Anyway, so Orange Theory came out to me. They're like, yo, you look like a wrestler. So your cauliflower ear. You should sign up for Orange Theory. It's a great workout. It, it's, you know, it's just a couple bucks a session. That's how they, they break it down to simple math for you. They don't tell you it's a hundred bucks a month. They're like, it's only $12 a session. A hundred bucks. So I ended up paying a hundred bucks for Orange Theory. Then I had a gym near my house. So I pay 30 bucks. And then I was convinced by one of my coworkers we were going to do the, this cardio exercise uh, in the morning at another gym near work. So I was signed up for three gyms and didn't go to any of them. I was donating to local gyms across Long Island for about six months. And you know what they do? You know what they do? They, they don't let you cancel over the phone. That's so smart. That's so smart because they, you have to go in to cancel. But I haven't been there in six months. What makes you think I'm going to go now just to cancel? Just to stop the payment? Eventually, I did. You know how I did? One actually let me cancel over the phone. The other one, uh, I think the gym went out of business because it was like this small gym. I was down to one gym without doing anything. I was still paying to a gym. The gym was near a bagel place. I ended up getting breakfast, and I was like, you know what? I'm already here. I'll let me cancel. That's how lazy I am. So I haven't done shit for about eight months. I haven't worked out. When I play basketball for about three minutes, they I need like I need to, a ventilator. It's terrible. Anyway, so um, where the fuck was I? What the hell was I even talking about? Three gyms? Oh yeah. So anyway, so I don't understand how people work out before work and after work. I'm exhausted. Like I was saying before, after I took a twenty minute spiel, I had a gym near my apartment. And I would, I had an immediate decision. Once I got to like a quarter mile from my house, I could either make a right to the gym or make a left to home. That's 100% an easy decision for me every time. I can't, I'm not going to go right. 
I can't. I'm so close to home. Uh, I, I could put my head on the pillow. Uh, or I could work out and just fucking, oh, it sucks. You know what? It actually doesn't. That's the fucked up part. It doesn't suck to work out. I just physically don't want to hit. I just don't want to walk in. So fucking lazy. Anyway, so yeah, that's where I'm at. I barely survived Thanksgiving. I had to get new belts. I had to rip another hole in a belt because I'm getting so fat. Um, but I decided like, I'm going to start buckling down. I got to do it. I, for me, I hit a threshold. Like if I'm like, I, I should be about 170, like 170. Once I start hitting the magic number of 185, I, I literally write on my mirror, you're a fucking fat piece of shit. I'm not kidding. I write, you're a fucking fat piece of shit on the mirror. So just to remind myself, even like I I will look at myself in the mirror and like, oh, that's not that bad. I want myself to know in writing, in writing that I'm a fucking fat piece of shit. And then I, until I get back down to to like the seventies, then I can at least start to quit, but I need to be in the seventies right now. I'm, I'm at that 185 level and it's disgusting. It is disgusting, but it's these office jobs. It is honestly these office jobs. You're sitting there. I don't even get up. I barely get up. I get up twice to go to the bathroom. I eat lunch at my desk like a weirdo. And I don't do shit. I don't leave. I just type on a keyboard, stare at it like just a light source coming from my computer, probably frying my eyeballs. And I just watch my fat stomach grow over. I can't even. It's growing over my knees. It's going to eventually I'm not even going to be able to see the keyboard. But I don't know. I don't think the nine to five life's for me. I got to figure something out. I got to do something. I would love to take the podcast and go hyper speed with it. I think one day I'm going to, I think I'm going to do it. I'm just going to go full fledged. But until that time, I got to, I got to find some other gigs. I'm trying to think of other things I would be good at. I can't be, I can't do anything with cars. I don't know shit about cars. I know nothing. Honestly, I'm in like my masculinity is already in question. And then when someone brings up like a car conversation, like even if it's like about like a Honda Civic, I couldn't even, I'm swear to God, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not just saying this. I could not pick out a Honda Civic out of like a three car lineup. I mean, I would take my best guess and maybe I'd be right. I just, I really had no desire. Like growing up, like my dad didn't like give a shit about cars and I just like never like, my dad wasn't like, come on, son, go and let's go in the garage and tinker with the car. Just never was. So I just don't know shit about cars. Um, yeah, so I, I guess, yeah, so a mechanic is out. A car salesman's out. I think I would be like a DJ. Like I know I say DJ Omowski, but I think I want to get in there. I wouldn't even mind working the weekends. I feel like you make stacks DJ. Just be up there and be like, yo, it's your boy DJ Omowski. Just working freaking weddings, sweet 16s, bar mitzvahs. I would do it all. I would I would rip that. That would be my that would be my element. I want a DJ and I want a bartend. I want I want the action. I want jobs in the action. I don't want to be behind the desk. I want to be I want to mix it up. I got to be mixing up the music. I got to be making the drinks. That's just how I am. I think I actually might do that. Give up on the 9 to 5. I got a master's, but you know what? What's a master's degree? Piece of paper. Cost me 20,000. I've spent worse. If you tallied up my bar tabs, it's probably a six figures. So I've definitely made worse decisions. But I don't know. I got to go on a quest.
I got to figure this shit out. A couple weeks ago, we introduced a segment where we talked about the top 10 songs on Billboard, the Hot 100, the top 10 songs, 10 years ago this week. So in 2009, the first week of December, what the top 10 songs are, Empire State of Mind was number one. That We talked about this a couple weeks. This has been on the Billboard. That's just a classic New York stand-up. New York sit down, New York eat pizza, New York drive your car, New York go to work, New York do everything because that song is going to play every single place you go 10 years ago today. Everywhere you go, the gym, the bar, everywhere, you cannot escape the song. It's not a bad song, but it's you just can't escape it. Bad Romance, number two, Lady Gaga, flying up the charts. Fireflies, we already ripped that song. I don't even want to put more pressure on it. It is what it is. It, they, they may be the biggest one-hit wonders of the past 20 years. I might be exaggerating, but I honestly think in terms of like how hard that song hit and how far they fell off, they might be up there. That's got to be at least top three uh, one-hit wonders of the past 15, 20 years. What you say, Jason Derulo, we talked about that. TikTok, Kesha, is number five. Wasn't on the charts last time we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Shout out to number five. Kesha, this is when she first popped off. Kesha just creeped me the fuck out back in the day. Kesha was like this evil version, this drunk version of uh, Lady Gaga. Like shit all over the face, the paint and all that stuff. The weird songs, weird dancing. Dude, she made a song that says we're gonna die young. Four lines into that song. She says, let's make the most of the night like we're going to die young. We're going to die young. We're going to die young. He literally repeats, we're going to die young. So little kid, like 11-year-olds were going, we're going to die young. Da, 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 da. We're going to die. Dude, mortifying. She creeps me the fuck out. She's got some pipes. I feel like she can actually sing a little bit. But dude, the cre- she just went for like p- pure shock factor. I feel like every girl who, who smoked cigs and drank Four loco in like 10th grade listen to Kesha back in the day. They girls who listen to Kesha back in like 10th grade wore the shirts that like the fishnet shirts with like the the tube top underneath. How do I know what a tube top and fishnet shirt is? I don't know. I would search that porn as a kid, that's why. Fishnet tube top combo. Anyway, number 6 is replay by how do you even say his name? Ies. Nah, I wasn't into that. Number 7 sexy chick. David Guetta featuring Akon. Oh my god, dude. How do I explain this? This song literally, you know the it, you know a song like defines like a year in your life. Sexy Chick was freshman year of college. Freshman year of college. You would hear it at the bar. Shit went wild. Dude, Maryland when I was there at University of Maryland, the bar scene it was you either were in a frat. Maryland probably had one of the biggest frats I've ever seen. Although I've been to one school, so what the fuck am I saying? Um, Sexy Chick literally was an energy changer. There was a song where you're like, I'm a little drunk. You know, it's like the 10th round in a boxing match and you still have two rounds left. And you got to dig deep. You got to dig deep within yourself to pull out those last two rounds. It's about, you're in college, it's like 145. The our, My bar closed, our bars in Maryland closed at 230. You got 45 minutes left. You got two rounds left. You gotta dig deep. You gotta find it within yourself internally, or you can externally feel it from sexy chick. She's nothing like a girl you've ever seen before. 
I don't even know what the rest of it is. It's something sexual, and it fucking jacks me up. Jacks me up. Damn, uses sexy chick. In the club, they would say sexy bitch. God. God, dude. I'm trying to think of other... No, I want to I think of other songs that would, like, remind me of freshman year. So freshman year for me was 2009 to 2010. That school year. You know what song? Memories by David Guetta. So David Guetta was just crushing in 2009. All the crazy shit I did. Kid Cudi. Fucking jack you up. You would do horrible things. Horrible things. There's a couple of songs in your life where you're like, this is my theme song right now. This is the entrance. If I was a WWF or why did I say WWF? How old am I? 94? WWE. If you were like in an entrance or if you had your own music video, that music would like surmise your life. Sexy chick was. I wasn't a sexy chick. I wasn't even getting with sexy chicks. I just wanted to be around sexy chicks. All right, enough about me. Anyway, uh, paparazzi number eight. We talked about that. Three Britney Spears. We talked about that. Down Jay Sean. Man, some there wasn't a much movement, but the songs around there, I like the direction they went. Kesha and um, David Guetta. That's your top ten. Anyway, so yeah, Conor McGregor is coming out of his little uh, UFC hiatus. Um, and has announced that I guess on January 18th at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, he will be fighting uh, Conor McGregor versus uh, Cowboy Cerrone, Donald Cowboy Cerrone, um, which is UFC 246, 246. Um, am I excited? Eh, I, you know what? I, I understand a lot of people like, what is this guy doing? Why is he doing this? He's, you know, he got a liquor store. He's made his millions. He had that Mayweather fight. You know, he cashed in. He's a little bit like been there, done that. I, let me say, a, let me say one good thing about um, Conor McGregor. He to have the belt slash belts he had for like the three year run he had, like three year run in UFC, is. It is fucking unbelievable. If you don't watch UFC, like, to be on top for that long, he was on top. I, I know he's not right now. I'm not counting then. It was when, whenever it was. Let's say it was, whatever, 2015, 16, 17, something like that. His run staying on top in UFC is so fucking unbelievable. Like, these people train to murder someone. Like, there's always someone coming up in a pipeline. There's always someone coming up, like, the talent pipeline of, of MMA fighters that is literally training, bashing in a bag, ready to murder someone for that paycheck. It is blood sport. Blood sport. And the fact that, like, there are, like, murder machines training to, like, take off the top guy for three years and it, it didn't happen. Like, kudos to, I will say kudos to him. Um, but on the other hand... People wonder why McGregor's fighting again, and I'll tell you exactly why he's fighting again. It's like why Mayweather's fighting again, supposedly. He's coming out of retirement in 2020. They fight again? Yeah, for the money. The adrenaline you get from fighting someone and winning is like, there is no greater legal adrenaline. I'm 100% convinced. There is no greater legal adrenaline than beating the fuck out of someone and the whole world watching. I don't know from firsthand. I know from a very small scale, just from a very small scale, how good that feels and you're working so hard and then you you win and you're beating another person. It's mano y mano. This is an 11-on-11 football, baby. If you make a mistake, you pay the price in about two seconds. 
and then you nighty-night. You're taking a cold nap on the on the pavement, on the canvas, in the ring. You're in the octagon. You're napping. You make one mistake. So the, the margin of error is so fucking small. It's, it's incredible. So a win in that uh, magnitude is the biggest high ever. So that's why they do it. It's an adrenaline junkie. It's like they call it mat rats for wrestling, right? You just you can't get away from the mat. It's the, you know, the ring junkies, gym junkies, whatever it is. It's you're addicted to that. You're addicted to being the man. You're addicted to being, you know, in the circle, in the ring, in the, the octagon, and you're fucking kicking ass. And if and when you get your ass beat like three times in a row, then you start saying, all right, the, the negatives are outweighing the positives here. But nothing bad has happened to these people, really. Mayweather's undefeated. He's 50 and 0. Why risk that, that record? Adrenaline. Being the man. That high of being the top guy. McGregor, he's already coming off a couple losses, although his, he's the, technically speaking, in my opinion, I think he's the most famous. I'm not saying he's the best ever. I'm saying he's the most famous UFC fighter ever. And so that he, in that regard, he probably feels a little bit untouchable. He's the biggest celebrity to come out of UFC. The, I mean, he does the best numbers in terms of box office and stuff like that, or pay-per-view, I should say. Uh, I guess both. But yeah, that's exactly why they're going to fight again. And McGregor will fight. And I believe Mayweather will probably fight too. He sits, he's, these people, both of them are sitting watching people fight. They're like, that should be me. They're shadow boxing in the corner watching their friends fight in the, you know. They want a piece of that action. You can't give it up that easy. It's adrenaline. So yes, I will pay for a Conor McGregor fight because I think they're going to load up the card, whoever it is. I don't know. And, and maybe that card's out and I can check. Um, but it's going to be huge. I will pay for that fight. I guess depending on who Mayweather fights, I'll watch. If he's fighting someone who's like a fucking scrub, I'm not watching that shit, obviously. But there's some people who will pay for a Mayweather fight regardless. But I will fucking, I will definitely stream a Mayweather fight. I will pay for a McGregor fight. And that's just how it is. But my early prediction uh, for the McGregor-Cerrone fight, um, Cerrone is loved. But he's, he's 36 years old. I'm not saying that's old, old. Um, but in a UFC short window career, it's, um, it's you know, those are journeyman miles at that point. And I'm just looking at this, this stat here. It looks like Cerrone, he lost six out of the last ten fights. I mean, and he's had some good wins. It's just, you know, I mean, McGregor is rusty. McGregor is like Rocky three. When Rocky's doing all the commercials and he's like he's not focused and he's doing all the movies and shit, and then Mr. T comes in and like beats his ass. The problem is that Cerrone is not Mr. T. Mr. T was like some fresh fucking psychopath, like fucking who just was hungry. Cerrone looking for a payday. My predi- my real prediction, to be honest with you, is that Conor McGregor versus uh, Donald Cerrone, Cerrone's last fight will be Conor McGregor. I think Connor uh, wins. Cerrone takes the huge payday and calls it an amazing career and wraps that bad boy up. So that's my prediction. I can't give a prediction on uh, the Mayweather fight. I don't know who he's fighting, but I mean, the guy's never lost, so who knows. All right, quick one from the TWU studio today, but uh, we got some cool episodes coming up. A lot of guests in the pipeline that I can't announce uh, that will be coming up. Uh, after the holidays, so we're super excited about that. Um, yeah, TW has some exciting things, a lot of skits, 
uh, a lot of different things. We're working on getting some live events. So we'll be performing live at a couple of local bars and things like that. That's in the pipeline. Some merchandise is in the pipeline. So 2020, we're going to eat your ass, okay? TWU is going to eat your ass 2020, okay? Spread them cheeks. Put a little whipped cream on that, all right? I want to kill that taste, and we're going in your ass 2020. That's the warm-up podcast. Peace, man. Oh,